when did you decide to go into the service and why? When my draft board number came up 62. <laughs> All right. And you chose the Marines? Yes, I chose the Marines. A friend of mine and I that from high school went to Iowa State University. He signed up to go into the Marines. Uh, I, I decided if I was going to go to Vietnam, which is where I was headed, I wanted to go with somebody who knew what the hell they were doing. And Don went into the Marines ahead of me. He went in for, for fight school. He wanted to be a jet pilot. He ended up in helicopters. Uh, he was shot down in August of 68. Uh, he was out of Marble Mountain in Vietnam. And he got, you know, he was killed on a crash. Yeah. Anyway, I, I decided because my uncle had been in the Marines, I decided that would be the place to go. So I signed up for a platoon leaders class, which was between your junior and senior year. You went for 10 weeks of basic at Quantico, Virginia, to find out if you were qualified to be an officer. And if you passed that 10 weeks, <clears throat> you graduated as a second lieutenant, which is what I did. And Quantico was quite an experience. I bet. Yeah. All the movies you see about, like, the, the drill instructors, very true. And that's just what it was like. That was the first time I ever got in an airplane. I was, let's see, 20 years old. They flew me from Mason City, Iowa, to uh, uh, National Airport in Washington, D.C. And this was what year? That was in 66. I went 66 to 67, and I went, uh, uh, graduated in 67, then I went in uh, officer's basic school at Quantico, Virginia, after I graduated for six months to what was supposed to have been an 18-month tour. They used to teach you all the finer aspects of being a Marine, being in, a, in an elite corps, yada, yada, yada. When I got there, it was six, compressed down to six months. They taught you how to take orders, get in good physical condition, and get ready to go to Vietnam. And that was basically it. There was no more studies about what was appropriate at a, at a dress ball. Uh, history, you had a very limited amount of history that was taught to you. Uh, my extent of combat training for, well, I'll go on it. I, I was picked to go from my class to the Army Armor School in Fort Knox, Kentucky. Nice. Which I went there and graduated with honors. When I got to Vietnam, I ran into a friend of mine from my old platoon at, at basic school, and he goes, hey, I'm a tanker. I was trained at, uh, in California, and here's my... Here's my uh, commanding officer. I introduced myself to him, and he goes, you know, Leo just graduated from Army Armor School and as honor graduate. He goes, great, I need a guy in Amtrak's down in Cool Gut. <laughs> I go, the last time I was in an Amtrak, we walked into it, came in the front, or on the side, back out. That's as much as I'd ever seen about an Amtrak. And they gave me 10 of them. 
five of which were, which ran at any one time. It was, uh, I was I wanted to be in tanks in Vietnam, but they weren't used that much. Anyway, I spent my first two and a half months in Vietnam at Cua Viet, which is at the mouth of the Dong Ha River. We walked in beautiful white sand 24 hours a day. We patrolled, uh, I patrolled from Kuviet River to the, Don, to the uh, DMC, three miles inland, back down to Kuviet. Then we go from the other side of Dong, uh, the uh, Dongha River. We go south three miles, in three miles, and then back. Just walking in sand all the time. Wow. Were you guys ever attacked at your base? Yeah, uh, just about every third day. We were we were in old Vietnam City. They still had the the artillery readings from the French. When they were fighting the French, that's what they fired on us. They didn't have to have anybody spotting. They already knew where the hell we were. Sure. Wow. And I think it was the third day I was there. I saw my first dead body. I get blown up by a shell that came in. That was a. Now, what years were you in Vietnam? I was just there in 1968. I got there in May and got, got wounded in June, uh, July and got shipped out in July. Wow. I ended up up at Quezon. I was, I was uh, guarding the road out of Quezon as they were retreating, okay. pulling out of Quezon. In fact, I was there on July 4th and they blew the demo dump, what was left. They couldn't get it all out, so they just blew it up. But we were, I got wounded while I was there. Cause we, were, we became a REACT company. We went into hot LZs. And I thought, LZ was hot, believe me. I built 889 just outside of Quezon. Wow. Now, you got the Purple Heart for that, right? Yes. And then... Did you get shipped back to the States, or did you stay there in Vietnam? Oh, no. No, I was I was uh, out for, they kept me medically in a coma for a week because my injuries were so severe. Wow. And I got sent to Japan for, I got sent to, well, I was shipped down the line. And probably the most amazing, the one thing I remember about the whole thing is that my first medevac chopper took me to Dong Ha, and a priest came up to me, and I was just laying on the stretcher. I mean, I had, I could see I had blood everywhere. What had, ha what had happened? I got hit with a mortar round. In the stomach? or Everywhere. Everywhere. Toes all the way through my eye. And, uh, well... Anyway, he came up to me, and I knew that I'd been hitting the groin. And I go, is it still there? He looks down, and he goes, yeah, it's still there. I said, great. <laughs> Patch everything else up. <laughs> yeah, just keep everything the way it is. Oh, Lord. Yeah. That's good. <clears throat> no, I, I got hit up at, on that hill. I just, I met a, the 
their their company commander was a uh, former uh, uh, when he came out of Korea he was a uh, I can't remember what the term is he came up from being an enlisted guy got uh, field promotion to an officer and he was a, a war hero and we went up and talked to him on the hill they were we had incoming coming in from everywhere uh, and he took my commanding officer to be his uh, adjutant because this guy had just gotten killed so they promoted me to company commander I was just a plain old lieutenant you know second lieutenant and I went down the hill and I got all my guys in that proverbial never do it never get into a circle in, in combat well, we got in a circle because I wanted to tell them where the hell I was going. I was going up to the, be the company commander rather than a platoon commander. And as I was doing that, all the guys were kind of standing around me. The mortar round came in and hit right in the middle of us. And fortunately for me, the medic, my medic, had just walked around behind the radio man, and the radio man took all the shrapnel. And all all five of the guys got killed. Seventeen others were wounded. And the medic, medical guy took me, threw me in a shell shell hole and tied off all my arms and legs. And, and it was about 5.30 at night and helicopter pilots that were coming in said, it's too late to come in. And uh, the colonel said, you don't come in here, I'll shoot you out of the sky myself. He came in with a CH-46, took the 17 of us, plus me, out of the place with, with rounds going all the way through the helicopter. I don't know how we made it out. Whoa. I mean, they were, we were surrounded by Viet Cong. When I flew in there that day, <clears throat> they were burning Vietnam bodies like cordwood. They had two guys just throwing them on the fire. We had jets doing close air support. I could read the guy's name when he drove when he flew by. You know, he looked out like this. It was, it's just it's incredible. Wow. Now, did you come home after that, or? Yeah, I went. Uh, I went. Well, I went to two places in Vietnam, and then they shipped me over to Japan for long-term health care. I spent 30 days in uh, Yakuska at the Army General Hospital. <clears throat> and from the time I got shipped from Vietnam to the time I got off the, the plane in Japan, I got uh, gangrene in my wounds. I thought I was going to be able to keep my, my, my leg intact. Uh, when I did my surgery, it was, they just scooped everything out of me, out of my leg, muscles, tendons. I was pissed off. I said, "What the hell?" I was I was just getting feeling in my foot so I could move it. And he goes, "Son, you're lucky we even kept it." They did a new operation on me. They did a popliteal artery transplant where they take a, a vein because my artery was blown away when the shell went through. And they take a, they took a piece of vein or a plastic. I can't remember which it was, but <clears throat> they inserted it just below my knee. It, it, it's 
it's amazing, I mean, that you were hit that hard and that severe across your entire body yeah. and arteries out in the middle of nowhere Yeah. and that you survived. I was very lucky. You're I mean, a miracle a, sitting here today. Oh, I definitely yeah. am. Yeah. Every and day's you, a treasure. And you and you said that although they took a lot of stuff out of your leg, you did keep, get to keep it. Yeah, I kept my leg. It's just I have no, I have drop foot gait because mm. I can't raise my foot. I can push it down, but I can't raise it. Right. Now, how does that affect your golf game? I'm because I, I know you love golf and you played yeah. and you played very well. Uh, how, did that affect you at all, or did you work through that? Oh, I just worked through it. Yeah. You get you, you get certain tendencies. You, as you play more and more and more, your body attunes itself to what you need, and it changes. Good. You know, just listening to your story, and then seeing being here today with you and seeing your office and everything. Not only are you a miracle, but you're inspiration for a lot of people, because most people would have just give given up. I'm done. You know, I'll, I'll never do this or other. And look what you've done. You have that choice. 